All right, yes, yes, y'all, we're back at it for another one. It's the First Fridays podcast, hosted by your girl, Ali Don, the goddess MC. And today we have a very special guest. It's Christine B, all the way from NY to Colorado, Denver, to be exact. What's good? Nothing. What's good with you? Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. I wanted to talk to you because, you know what, I've cleaned... 2024 as self-care the year of the self-care and part of self-care is identifying the positive people the people who I can connect with um, somebody who's just good to talk to (laughs) and you're one of those people (laughs) oh that's great thank you I appreciate those compliments no you're welcome because I was just like all right I want to do a podcast I was just like who should I have on this next episode And I was just like, you know what, who do I know already who I can contact, who can have good conversation, who's going to keep it real, who's opinionated? I mean, I need all that, like everything that you bring, like I need all of that. Right, right. Well, I'm here for that. So So I want to talk to you on this podcast because I want to get back to the topic of positive people and just thinking about who's around us. But first, I just want to talk about like self-care things because, you know, I'm claiming 2024 for like all the self-care things. So what are some of the self-care things that you like to do? Um, I like to keep it pretty simple. Um, you know, we all run around, we're doing things constantly with work and, you know, some of us are, you know, continuing education and kids and, you know, it can just be a little overwhelming. So it's sometimes you got to just squeeze it in. Um, I really think that, you know, getting a manicure and a pedicure is super important. Um, if you can squeeze it in, you know, every couple of weeks or at least once a month or so, um, just kind of taking that time to have somebody else do something for you. Um, and, who doesn't like pretty feet and pretty hands, right? <laughs> right. And I definitely got my nails done, hair done, everything did for the new year, for my new year celebration. Because that's my birthday time, too. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And just like you said, like having kids, honestly, I thought, well, first and foremost, I just want to celebrate a small victory. Not even, I can't even call it a small victory. <laughs> I just want to celebrate like a victory. Like I had a child last year. And so I feel really great about that. I didn't think it was going to happen, to be honest. Oh, but after it, yeah, <laughs> I did not think it was going to happen. And so after it did, when I had my son, I was just like, okay, when and how am I going to take care of myself? Like, when am I going to be able to go to the nail shop? Like, that's one of the things that I cut out. When I was pregnant, right. I was just like, I'm not going to be able to go to this nail shop. I was so freaked out. Like, oh, the fumes. I can't even walk into the nail shop. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to have time to get my nails done. And I'm just going to take these these gel um, nails off because I'm not going to be able to maintain these. And then I kind of felt like I was losing part of myself a little bit mm-hmm. um, toward the tail yeah. end of my pregnancy. I was just like, okay, well, what are some of the things that I can do that I enjoy just to take care of myself and so that's one thing that I did like I got back into it I was like you know what I'm gonna make this appointment to go ahead and get this Manny and Petty I'm gonna go ahead and make an appointment to get my facial I mean because those things started to show like I was looking in the mirror I was just like okay what is going on with my skin like my toes are busted like what it's like what is going and I was like I need to do something about it and I was so glad that I did just making those appointments like I I felt better just making the appointments before I even went. 
Right, right. I mean, it's just doing kind of little things like that that just make you smile, you know, and you start to realize that, hey, how long has it been since I've really smiled or actually enjoyed something that I did or how I looked or whatever, you know, we have to kind of look at ourselves and be able to compliment ourselves. And if we're looking in the mirror and we're not really recognizing the reflection, um, you know, that's where you have to kind of question yourself and say, hey, what needs to change? And what do I enjoy doing? And what used to bring me, you know, happiness, you know, and kind of just get back to the basics. Right. And another thing too, like back to the basics is drinking water. Like that's one of my self-care things I'm trying to do more of. I am so bad at drinking water. Like, even if I feel like I'm doing a good job, I'm like, I don't think I am because I haven't used the restroom in several hours. I was just like, I mm-hmm. thought I was drinking a lot of water, but apparently not because I haven't been to the bathroom all day long. I'm like, okay, I need to step it up on my water intake, which... For sure. Yeah. Hydration is definitely key. You know, I mean, it shows in, like, all aspects of your body, like and digestion and your skin health, hair health, nail health, everything. Um, just overall health, hydration is key. You know, um, get yourself one of those like motivational water bottles. Like sometimes, like you know, it's just like ten o'clock, twelve, one, two, or whatever, and it's just motivating you throughout the day to just keep drinking more and encourage you. Um, there's really not a place that I don't go without my water bottle. Just so one, I'm not even tempted to, you know, buy outside Starbucks for $8 or whatever, but I always like to keep a nice ice-cold hydro flask in the bag with me, so... You know, I think I used to do better like back in the day. Like once upon a time I was living in Long Beach. Shout out to the LBC. Two, one, three. Okay, once upon a time, all I kept in my house was wine and water. And I think I did much better drinking water because I didn't have any other options there Mm -hmm. besides wine. (laughs) So when I was, ironically enough, when I was drinking more wine, I was actually drinking more water at the same time. I think I might have to bring that back or something. Right, right. Well, Maybe not so much of the wine, but okay. I do encourage right. keeping okay. the water. Maybe slice up some lemons, jazz it up a little bit, keep some fresh strawberries around, you know, things like that. You Ooh. know, because we're working on dry January right now. So Dry January. Okay, well, I don't know about that because I just put a bottle of rosé in the fridge, and I think I'm about to open that up. But uh-huh. what if it's like Ace of Spades or something like that? I mean, you might as well. Might as well, right? It's the new year. Come on, turn yeah. up self-care. Drink what you like. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, within moderation, of course. Of course, within moderation. Within moderation. Okay, so you're in the healthcare field. Yes. Are there any things that you notice that are lacking for some of the folks that you see coming in and out of the hospital with regard to self-care? Like, are there any trends? Like, okay, these people probably would do a lot better if they did this or that, or this person is low on electrolytes because of this. Or like, do you notice any trends, like lack of self-care? Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to say, you know, because a lot of the people that, I mean, if you're talking about patients, like a lot of the people that I come into contact with, um, I don't really know too much um, in depth of what they're being treated for. Um, but coworkers, for sure, like, you know, I work with a lot of, like, younger kids. And, you know, in our younger days, we could also, you know, go out and drink and party until 2 a.m. and then turn around and get up at 6 o'clock for work, you know? Right. So um, I do see a lot of that, like, like, type of trend of being late for work and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, um, when I see things like that, I think to myself, you know, you guys are young and if, if I guess, whether or not they have anybody to kind of teach them or give them the way of just 
making sure you're getting enough sleep and, you know, having adequate water because you need, you need to be focused in certain situations. Um, so I would definitely encourage people, especially in our fields, um, just to get more sleep, you know, take that time out for you and your family. Don't overwork yourselves. Um, take your PTO, you know, use it. There's no reason why you should have 500 hours of PTO. Use that. Um, you know, just because you need that mental break away from your job. Um, I think that um, people in the healthcare field suffer a lot with that kind of stuff because it's not like you can just go and get a nice little, um, your nails done and have long nails. You know, we have a lot of restrictions and things like that for um, things of that nature. But yeah, um, I think that probably more massages, you know, I think that's also in a sense that sometimes you're, job almost like should pay for stuff like that you know they should say hey you know if you're in a 12-hour shift situation you know and you're bending and doing all these crazy twists and turns you know let me treat you to at least one massage a month or something you know Mm. that sounds nice i feel like you should write hr or something like that I feel like right? <laughs> to implement Put that. suggestion box? <laughs> right? There got to be a suggestion box. That sounds amazing. Agreed. And then I think something that you said earlier, too, that was interesting. Like, well, because you talked about moderation. That's right. one thing I want to get into. But um, you also mentioned people with, like, 500 hours of PTO. Like, I definitely know people who have, like, never taken their personal time off. They never take vacation. And I don't know what's going on with that because I'm like, why wouldn't you? You're getting paid for those days to not come to work. You're coming anyway. Well, somebody told me that they did it to escape from their spouse. So they're like, I come to work because I don't want to be at home. I was just like, what is going on in the household? But it's so important to take those days off because you need those for you. Uh, Even if it's just like a mental health break. Or you want to run some errands, like self-care day. Like, I love self-care day. Like, even staycations. I mean, I yes, think those okay. are great. Yeah, even if you're not going to be doing anything. man. And it reminds me, it's it's kind of nostalgic to me. Because, like, I remember, like, being undergrad, I had um, somebody I would just kick it with. And we wouldn't do anything at all. We would just be, like, chilling, listening to music. Like, sometimes we're not even talking about anything. Like, we're just hanging out. I think it'll be, like, cool to bring that back. Like, even if you just take a personal time off to just chill. Like, you don't really have plans to do anything at all, but you could just organically just let your day flow. And I think those are good times to focus on your feelings, too. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, You know, I think that most of us live in, like, cities and states that have, like, all kinds of really cool things to do. And, you know, even being back on the East Coast from Denver, you know, I just kind of like reflect back and think of, you know, all of the things that I didn't see, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, why would you live in such a cool place and not want to go out there and explore and be a tourist? Sometimes you have to be a tourist in your own city, in your own state where you live, Um, you know, just to kind of see the things that are bigger than you and your problems and all of that. So I think that, you know, making a goal for yourself of just being able to go out there and see something at least maybe once a week or once a month or every two weeks or whatever it may be, but just kind of making a goal to just go out there and explore the different things that are available to you, um, probably right in your backyard. I love all the touristy things, and that's why I like it whenever I have a visitor who comes to town because it's like I want to show them around and like show them like all the tourist spots. And it's things that I love too, but it's, it's places sometimes that I rarely ever go, and I'm like, why is that like how come it's like I like doing this I hardly ever go unless I have somebody who comes to town 
Um, similarly, like when I moved out to Cali initially, it's like I love the beach. Like growing up in Colorado, seeing the mountains, the snow, it's cold and all of this. And then it's like, okay, back in Cali, the beach is like not too far from where I was living at the time. And I was just like... I was there for like a year. Like I moved to California, like for the first year, I never went to the beach. I was just like, how come I'm not making time to just go to the beach? Like what's wrong? Like what is going on? And so I remember specifically, I would start taking the scenic route home from work and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to make it a point just to drive by the beach. Even if I'm not going to like hang out at the beach, I'm going to make sure that I drive past it on my way home. And I was able to watch the sunset and see who was out there. It was like really beautiful. And it was like so peaceful. And I just felt good just making it a point to do that. Right. Yeah. It just gives off a good energy. You know, you can kind of just go home and just be like, <sighs> you right? know, like, what, what was bothering you for it just doesn't seem so big after you see something so beautiful you know right even on the way to work too sometimes I would be like okay you know what I'm gonna go get some coffee I'm gonna go stop somewhere and get like a little breakfast sandwich or something like that like that's usually not how I would start out my day I might be like rushing out the house making a mad right. dash or whatever it's like I'm not having breakfast like I know I like to have like a little cup of coffee a smoothie or something like I'm not doing none of that I'm just like throwing something on and running out and it was like nice to just ease into my day so one thing I started doing was just waking up a little bit earlier like getting the rest like you was talking about and then waking up a little bit earlier just so I can like ease into my morning like I don't like to just wake up and like rush out the door like I would get so frustrated starting my day like that so I was just like you know what Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wake up early enough to where I can like watch a little tv have my coffee have breakfast and then just like gradually get into my day For sure. That's one of my biggest goals for 2024 is to have better time management. Um, Yeah, it's just one of those things that you don't really think about too much during the day because it's like, okay, yeah, I'm here and doing this. I have this scheduled, this scheduled, this scheduled. Um, But I have realized since I've returned back to school that, you know, gosh, with if I could just have more control over my time management, how less stressed I would be throughout my week, day, month, whatever, you know, just reflecting back to each semester that I've already gone. And I'm just like, yep, if I would have given myself more time, I would have definitely improved on this and this and this, you know, so focusing on that, you know, adequate sleep and giving yourself enough time is just, it's, ideal to your situation you know you have to give yourself that much time you know it'll just alleviate so much so much stress in your life yeah time management that's a big one now back to moderation I'm wondering if we can like go overboard when it comes to self-care like for example as I was getting my nails done hair done everything did I got my hair done and it took forever like it took so long I was sitting there in the chair and I thought my body was about to go into shock I was just like I can't take this what am I doing now I already know how you feel about extensions and doing all this and that I remember you were helping me take out my crochet braids once upon a time you got so frustrated (laughs) (laughs) you were like you (laughs) very time consuming and it's expensive you know so I don't know you know but you know to each his own so (laughs) right I remember you were like girl you do not need to do this and I was just like yeah why am I doing this my curls are beautiful and then here I go I'm like oh let me put some more extensions in my hair I got the faux locks right now let's go and it took forever like literally like 
the wee hours of the morning. Like, we started in the evening. Next thing you know, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. I was just like, what is going on? Like, I was a hot damn mess. Like, I didn't have my pump at the time. I've been nursing my son. I didn't have my pump. So, like, my boobs were hurting. I was just, like, tired. I was dehydrated. Definitely didn't have enough water at all that day. And I was just like, I need to get home. Like, this is taking too long. So I'm like, I feel like maybe sometimes we might overdo it. Like, you know, people who go tanning and now they're like orange or whatever. It's like something mm-hmm. that, you, or even Botox, like, okay, you want to look good. You want to feel good about yourself. Even like cosmetic surgery. It's like, you want to look good, feel good and all this. And it's like some people, like they just go overboard. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely can, you know, agree with that. I think we're living in a, um, a culture right now to where, um, you know, body positivity and, you know, the, the, uh, plastic surgery culture, you know, just trying to look like a certain way that everybody should expect you to look like, you know, and I think that we kind of forget that, you know, we are all human and we're all built, you know, um, aesthetically, genetically different. Um, so I think that is where we should be accepted more or less, but I mean, I don't know, you know, again, to each his own, you know, if you want to, do your Botox and your hair and all of that stuff and you have the time and the money to do it. Like, you know, I'm like the biggest cheerleader. Um, but in the same sense, you know, we have to just figure out where like that internally is coming from. You know, why do we feel like we need to do this and look like this and, you know, spend hours in the chair and whatever it is. I mean, if that's how you make your money, that's how you make your money, you know, but in the same sense, you know, it's just, I think, uh, sometimes a mental thing, like, oh, we have to do this because society tells us that we, that's how we should look, you know, and I think that's where we kind of need to take a step back and um, and question why we choose to do it this way. Well, that makes sense, and I think just going back to the basics, like you said, I think spending that time, getting some rest, focusing on your feelings I think that might be helpful to mitigate, okay, doing all these um, different procedures and doing all of these things that sometimes we might be going overboard, just thinking about, okay, why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Like, how do I feel about myself? Like, how do I look? And then drinking more water. Like, sometimes, and these are, like, hot takes that I've been getting recently. It's like people are saying, I don't need to do all these different surgeries and this, this, and that because I'm, I'm just drinking water. And it's keeping my skin looking like this. My skin looks amazing. I don't need to, you know, get all these procedures done and whatever. So I think it's good to just try it out. Like, okay, how would I look if I just got more rest? How would I feel about myself if I took time to just focus on my feelings, if I'm well rested? And also, like, how will drinking more water and staying hydrated affect my overall health and appearance? Mm Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, And I think that's where we need to, you know, think about is, what is going to be the long-term effects of a lot of these things? You know, mm. I mean, I mean, we're all we're starting to see these lawsuits and all of these things coming out for perms and you know all of these things that we use on our skin and you know it's just we we overwhelm ourselves with these with these big products from these big corporations that really could care less about your health. You know, as long as they can sell a product and you know we're out here dying of cancer and heart disease and all of these things because we want to look good. Right. I mean, we're doing a lot of things and using a lot of products that are actually quite toxic and they have negative side effects down the line. Well, speaking of toxic, you know, here's a little segue for you. How do you deal with toxic people like self-care is all about the people that you have around you. So how do you protect your energy? 
Um, you know, I, I know it's not as easy for people, but I just definitely have that type of a personality that um, I'll cut you off real fast. You know, <laughs> I feel that you are penetrating my good energy with your bad energy and your negativity. Like, it's really easy for me to just cut you off and just play you at a distance. You know, the older that I get, I realize that, you know, you know how to play the people in your life and people will show you exactly who they are, you know, so it's what you're willing to accept. Um, I never underestimate the power of a little sage just to get some <laughs> of that negativity and that bad energy away, you know, prayer, all of that. Um, it's important because um, there are there are people out there that will just suck the soul out of you, you know, and you've got to know and understand and keep yourself open enough to know when someone's doing that to you and to protect yourself enough to say, hey, I'm not going to allow this. I have to play you over here. Mm, and pray the toxicity away. I, I like that now. This, this, <laughs> okay, there's so many things because it just reminds me of something that Oprah said, like some people are energy suckers mm-hmm. and they will they will drain you of all the things that are positive about you. Like I'm mm-hmm. typically someone who is very positive and uplifting. I like to stay encouraged. I usually don't get out of my element, but then there's certain individuals that I'm around and it's like, okay, this person got me turned up. They got my blood to boiling. It's like, uh-huh. I'm just worked up being around this person. It's like, I can't even be my, my Zen self. Like they're definitely killing the vibe. Mm-hmm, and so, sure. It's not fair to you when you're, you know, mm, that's true. That's true. And it's like, I would get into this thing of I'm, trying to see the good in all people and let me help them out by being on their side. And then here I am like neglecting my own needs. And once again, not even taking the time that I need to myself to just focus on my feelings. Like how do I actually feel about being around this person or how do I feel about what they said and what they do, like how they move? Like, does this affect me in any kind of way? Nine times out of 10, it does. And it's like, I'm just on autopilot, like, oh, let me just continue to be there for them and show up for them and just neglecting what I need. Right. And that's what you have to do is put yourself first. And a lot of people will look at that and say, oh, she's selfish or, you know, he's selfish or whatever it is. And it's like, so, so what? So be it. You know, you're just protecting your inner peace, which is, it's so important because you need all of that just to function, just to get up throughout the day and be your best self for everyone else. If someone's stealing that part of your your joy, like how are you supposed to be effective for your children or, you know, to your mother and be supportive, like for your friends? Like how can you do that when you're filled with you're taking on all of that negativity and it's just weighing you down in so many parts of your life? It is. It is. And so sometimes I can cut some people off too, but sometimes I try to give people a chance and I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm, de- I'm definitely way better than I was in the past. Cause a lot of the times I would just ignore everything and I'd be like, okay, well this person is kind of toxic to other people, but not to me. So I can continue to rock with them. You know, it's cool, but it's only a matter of time before I realize, okay, right. they are who they are. And of course the way they move is going to affect me at some point in time. And so I'm doing a lot better at just keeping a distance from certain people, just loving people from a distance at the same time. But sometimes 
<laughs> somebody told me instead of ghosting somebody, <clears throat> they hate ghosting. And now I I know somebody. Yeah. I have a homeboy who gets ghosted all the time. <laughs> I think gets, that's like the new culture, though. Honestly, <laughs> he gets blocked all the time. He gets ghosted oh, a lot, God. and it's like he just rubs people the wrong way. And so, uh, <laughs> but he's the type of person that likes to have a conversation. Like, I just want to talk about it. Like, why are you ghosting? That's so immature. Just talk about it. And sometimes, especially if someone violates him, he's like, oh, no, they're not going to get away with this. Like, they need to be told, and I'm the one to tell them. They need to know. And so I'm like, okay, for me, I feel like some people aren't even worth it. Like, they're not worth my energy because you're not going to get through to them. They're just going to be all ignorant and indignant and all that. And it's like, what's the point of even talking to them if you know that it's just... You're just going to be wasting your time and wasting your energy. And they might even get you re-turned up, like re-escalated, um, just yeah, trying to talk to them. Have, yeah, some people have the, the desire and the energy to do that, though, with other people. And I say more power to you because how is somebody ever going to know, you know, about how bad they're doing or what they did wrong unless maybe somebody does tell them, you know, unless they are held accountable for their actions. So, I mean, I, I just said more power to those people that have the energy to do so, um, because I'm not one of them, that's for sure. I actually did that to somebody. I was like um, taking an assessment, you know, getting a master's degree in psychology with an emphasis in life coaching. I had to take this assessment class, and one of them, we talked about self-awareness. And, you know, it's a good way to think about whether you're self-aware by thinking about yourself and your own qualities and then asking other people who are close to you if they notice the same things. So if you think you're so great and so understanding and you're a great listener, it's like, okay, ask three of your friends. Like, we don't believe you. You need more people. Like, ask some of your friends, do they see you the same way that you see you? And if they don't, that means you may not have the self-awareness to know how you come off to people. So that sounds like a very good strategy to to do and we should yeah. all do before taking an experiment we like should that. all we should all it's so beneficial to also work with a life coach or a mental health professional is is actually very beneficial so i was talking to someone one day i was actually so tired of people talking behind this person's back and i'm like you know what i'm not sure if they know how they come off and it's been like this for years and now they're just leaving this negative impression with people who really don't have the most positive things to say about them i was like you know what maybe let me help them with some self-awareness. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hold this person accountable for the things that they have said and done. And maybe they don't realize how they come off. Well, you know what? They about to find out today and they could not take it. I definitely, I got blocked after that. (laughs) I was just like, dang, right? (laughs) Right? They couldn't take it. See, but throughout the years, this person had a history of like calling other people out. It's like they could dish it, but they couldn't take it. And that was unfortunate, you know, and I got blocked to where I was like, okay, it's like, you don't even want to have a conversation about this. Like, I'm trying to be as nice and gentle as possible as I'm bringing this information, but it's still, it was still too much. Like they just couldn't handle the criticism at all, even if it was positive. Well, some people have like, you know, a really high sense of self and, you know, like kind of like narcissistic personalities. Um, And unfortunately, with people like that, it's very difficult to get through to, you know, I know plenty of people like that in my life. And, you know, um, I guarantee you, though, um, that person does think about what you said. 
even though they're not willing to face it head on, I guarantee you there is a part of them that will think about that and there will always be in the back of their head. And hopefully, you know, um, maybe if they're not able to kind of like deal with that head on with you, that is something that they consider um, changing in their life at some point because, you know, we're all capable of doing better. Um, but unfortunately, what can we do? <laughs> people like that. I mean, like you said, I mean, like all people are capable of doing better, but there's some people who feel like they already know everything and there's just no mm-hmm. room for growth. To me, that's like, yeah. it's so frustrating. And I used to work with somebody like that. And then it's like, they frustrated so many people uh, back when I was working in this, in this um, office setting, corporate America. And this particular person we were trying to train and anytime they made a mistake or they overlooked something, we'll bring it to their attention. Be like, oh, okay, you have to make sure to remember to do this. Oh, I know. It's like, okay, um, but how come you didn't do it? Like, <laughs> how come you didn't do it then? Like, what do you mean? Like, so it's people like that. It's like you have to know what you know and know what you don't know, and it's okay to ask questions, you know? And it's like there's some people that's like you're just not going to grow if you don't ask questions, if you don't want to accept and admit that maybe you do need some help, maybe you don't know everything. Well, right. somebody will be there to help you. Anyway, people will be straight tripping, so... <laughs> we about to take a music break and play some self-care songs. None other than Beyonce, me, myself, and I. And we're going to follow that up with Drake and a little bit of T.I. So keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Friday's podcast at thegodcollection.com. Be myself and I, that's all I got in the end 
Step on the scale, stare at the number You say you dropping 10 pounds, preparing for summer And you don't do it for the man, man never notice You just do it for yourself, you the fucking coldest Intelligent too, ooh, you my sweetheart I've always liked my women book and street smart Long as they got a little class like half days And the confidence to overlook my past ways Time heals all, and heels hurt to walk in But they go with the clutch that you carry your lip gloss in And look, I really think nobody does it better Love the way that you put it together. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Well, 
aren't you a breath of fresh air? From all these superficial gold digging bitches in here. They get a ball of figure, they ain't gotta pick a career. Guess they plan on sucking dicks until some mears appear. Like voila, you do it right, he just might buy you a car. Man, she play these suckers just like B.O.B. play the guitar. Now here you are, with your girls having drinks at the bar. I say I'm buying, you decline, that is kinda bizarre. Independent with the demeanor of an R&B singer. Naked ring finger, M3 beamer, champagne range, triple white jag. Closet full of brand new clothes and handbags. Alexander McQueen, Prada, Gucci, Chanel, DNG, BCBG, Versace, Louis, and BB. You ain't needy, greedy, or easy as these other breezes who fuck for bowels or reason. The bowls of baked ziti. Are you fancy, huh? Are you fancy, huh? Are you fancy, huh? Are you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Hating on you with their friends, girl, you got it. Let them know that everything big. Nail done, hair done, everything big. And my NY girls, let me see your hands. Wave them at them bitches hating on you with their friends, girl, you got it. Let them know that everything big. Nail done, hair done, everything big. And my LA girls, let me see your hands. Wave them at them bitches hating on you with their friends, girl, you got it. Let them know that everything big. Nails done, hair done, everything big. And my T.O. girls, let me see your hands. Wave them at them bitches, I know you with their friends, girl, you got it. Let them know that everything big. Nail done, hair done, nail done, hair done. Say go Cinderella, go Cinderella. Orgasm, blush, lipstick, dick a cellar. Devil in a tight dress, girl, you a killer. And ain't nobody realer, and ain't nobody realer. Go, 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 and we could do the things we never got the time to. Better late than never, but never late is better. They tell me time is money, but we'll spend it together. I'm down for whatever, you just lead the way. We go to dinner, y'all don't even look at me to pay. Mature women with more than me were the first to tempt me. And Jason had this girl Tammy with a purple Bentley. How she got it, I ain't never get to ask. I just knew that she was fine like a ticket on the dash. Yeah, but shout out to the homeowners, the girls that got diplomas and enough money to loan us. A little something extra, should we ever need it? If it sounds like you, then let me hear you repeat it. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? You're listening to the First Fridays Podcast brought to you by thegodcollection.com. We back is Ali Don, the goddess MC, and your girl Christine B. Okay, how can we keep positive people around us? Because I feel like we should take this time right now, both you and I, to evaluate the people who are around us. Um. Okay, so, you know, I'm a firm believer that you get what you give in life, you know, and I think that, you know, you put out that positive energy that you're just going to kind of attract that right back. Of course, we, um, you know, can't help who we engage with every single day, especially with an ever-changing culture. And, you know, again, like you said, I'm in the healthcare field, so I work with multitudes of different types of people from different backgrounds and different cultures. I mean, you can never just 
know who you're going to come in contact with. But the people that are you're spending most of your time with, I do believe that, you know, that positive energy that you put out is going to be reflected back to you. Um, so I just think that keeping it, you know, keeping it positive, um, always giving out that energy, you know, just trying to be supportive where you can be to other people. Um, again, you know, we know that some people will suck the life out of you, but um, I think in return, the friendships that you are thinking about, are just like people that are kind of just like-minded like you, you know, engage, want to engage in the same kinds of positive activities and scenarios that, you know, maybe you do, um, you know, just people that you can just truly vibe with. You have to just be really, you know, vigilant on those types of things. I feel like that's what I need. Like people around me who are on the same page, on the same kind of, vibe or energy I know it's good to also have people around us who are doing better in life than us because they help us elevate and grow that's important too but I feel like and you and I we're both scholars Mm -hmm. it's like you ever feel like you're around people who are just like beneath you like their conversation is beneath you their energy or expectation is just beneath you yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> I would say all the time. But it's just, you know, as we get older, you, again, you kind of see the people that are growing in the direction maybe that you are. I'm not going to necessarily say in the right direction, um, but in that, just that direction of, you know, education and pursuing, you know, a higher career or just not doing the same thing. You know, I think the one thing that we were totally fooled about growing up was the fact that you go to school, you find find something that you're good at, and you go out there, and that's what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life, you know, which is total, it's total BS, you know, like, you change, you have so many different phases of your life, and you change in, in each one of those phases, hopefully you grow through every single one of those phases, but how can you sit there and say, you know, I am the same person that I was 10 years ago, you know, um, no, we want to just keep growing, and keep exploring, and, you know, keep learning, um, so I just think that's just going to change the person that you are. And unfortunately, some people, they don't maybe necessarily change as quickly as you or don't have the desire to do so, you know, so it's kind of like those are the people that you almost just have to leave behind so that you can continue to grow because they eventually will like just weigh you down. Um, you know, there's no point in dumbing yourself down to appease somebody else, you know, so mm. just sometimes you just people are there for a reason and maybe to help you get to the next phase of your life and that's just their only purpose in your life you know what and that's crazy too because somebody gave me some advice recently and they literally advised me to dumb myself down to get along better with somebody no i don't don't agree with that i was just like huh now here's one of the things that really ticks me off (laughs) <laughs> really, I can't really peeved. I don't even know the right words to say without cursing because I be getting turned up sometimes. I just feel like what bothers me the most about being an educated scholar is listening to like simple minded conversation and just having simple conversation with people. It's like they can't even get on your level as far as just understanding, like just understanding where you're coming from, understanding the way you operate. 
it's like sometimes you're just operating on a on a higher level, not only from an educational standpoint, but sometimes from like a, a moral standpoint, um, mm-hmm. from integrity and honor and accountability. Well, yeah, like you say, like, you know, on a higher level, like, I, I, like almost like a higher frequency, you know, yes. and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about like how people are, you know, they're in your life for a reason and, and not, you know, you might be that person that's in that person's life, you know, for a reason. And you just don't see it like that because you just are like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm at a higher frequency than this person. And, um, what am I doing and all of these things, but you know, on in hindsight you could be that person for you know the person that could be like soul liking you you know <laughs> like right? at the end of the day maybe like when the when that relationship ends that person may walk away and understand and know how and you know have a better understanding of how to treat somebody and move forward in a different relationship it's like you know why you see like some women be like oh well you know he was never like this with me and then he'll go off and get in another relationship with somebody and do everything that you wanted him to do for you you know mm-hmm. it's just because you gave him the tools or right. her or whoever it may be that person in your life um to do so so um yeah you know um i just think that a lesson learned, right? right. <laughs> so now you kind of have an understanding of the next type of person that you'll want in your life. And you're like, maybe I don't want to take that much time teaching and, you know, um, all of that. And I want somebody that's ready for that type of foundation with you. Yeah. Kate Michelle got a song called You Can't Teach a Man or something like that. Oh, which <laughs> one of my favorite songs, You Can't Raise a Man. Oh, can't yes. Raise a Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the yeah, things. Yeah, she hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. She keeps it so real, Kate Michelle, because she mm-hmm. put out a, uh, another album, too. It's a very blatant, uh, but she's saying a lot of things that are very relatable. But I just feel like I had a conversation with somebody, and as I was having the conversation, they're, like, trying to take these little jabs at me. And I was just like, uh, sometimes I, I just hold back. I just try to figure out, like, when is it appropriate to call this person out and when is it appropriate to just hold back? Because I feel like I would be wrong for getting in the mud with this person, getting in the gutter. Because I could take it there if you want me to. Mm-hmm. But I, but I'm trying not to do that. I'm, I'm like Michelle Obama vibes, like when they go low, we go high. But then some people, like Bobby Lights, will say, you know, when they go low, we take it to hell. So it's like we going to get even lower than um, what you thought it was. And sometimes I, I appreciate that, just being on the outside looking into those conversations where someone could rise above it. And maybe walk away from those conversations. But then there's some people who get right, give it right back to you and throw it right on back. And so I'm like, you know what? Do I need to be more like that? <laughs> throw it right well, back? you know, I feel thing. like sometimes there's a time. Yeah, there's a time and a place. You know, there's a time and a place. And you got to, you know, know when to choose your battle with certain situations and people. Um, yeah, I I don't think that you need to be a type of person to be walked all over all the time, you know. So when you when she's saying we go low or when they go low, we go high, you know. But yeah, don't don't get taken advantage of either. You gotta let them know um, that you're not that type, you know the type of person to be walked all over and controlled or whatever it may be. Um, so sometimes you gotta let them know. Um, but again, know. you know, time and a place, time and a place. Right. Let them know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you balance that with, like, bringing up old stuff? Like, say, for example, recently, 
somebody gave me a message about how it's, it's biblical about how being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So it's like, okay, let me listen to what this person is saying. Let me not say anything or respond just yet or get angry about what they said just yet. Let me just listen. And I'm going to take some time to evaluate what they said, think about it. It's like, should I bring it back up later with some spice or do you just let it go at that point? Like, okay, why are you bringing up old stuff? Um, I think that, you know, of course, that things that need, you know, if you're feeling some type of way, you need to, you need to let it out. You don't, you don't, that stuff that you hold in, it just festers, grows. And it's just, you know, um, it becomes a situation to where when you let it out, it's going to come out explosive and probably super <laughs> inappropriate. So I think that handling the, <laughs> the, the situation at that time is great, but I'm also the type of person that, you know, I, I archive things. Like, I have dates and times. And, <laughs> you know, like, let me get my notebook out. It's like, you know, remember, you know, you said this, you know, but then again, that's just kind of how it it all boils down, you know. Everything, one plus one plus one plus one plus one is always going to equal a number, you know. So we add these things up and then we're like okay but this is how it led to that and that's just your you know your brain thinking the way that it thinks you know you're going into a certain type of a field like a therapeutic type of field life coach you know that you do these steps so that you don't get to that point um but you know again people show you exactly who they are and you got to learn how to play these certain people in your lives and if they're one of those people that you cannot have a valuable conversation with um you know, it just might be, it just might not be right for you, you know? Ooh, can you have a valuable conversation with the people around you? And if not, um, is it time to ghost or have a conversation like, you know what, I'm sorry, but you are not adding anything to this conversation or my life. So I can't talk to you in 2024. Like, how does that conversation look? <laughs> well, you know, it, it all kind of depends too, like on the type of baggage that you have with this really with the relationship that you're in you know I mean if you have children if you have a mortgage if you know you have been best friends for 20 years you know I mean it's just I think that it, the amount of baggage really depends on how you will ultimately end that relationship with um, said person but yeah I think that as you grow older you have to kind of evaluate who's adding to your plate and not taking from it now let me ask you this though Christine, because I know you must got some contacts in your phone who call you and you're like, I don't want to talk to this person, but they don't know that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, okay, uh, what you gonna do? That's tough. That, that's tough. Um, yeah, because I do have a person that pops in and out of my life, you know, when they see fit and, um, I don't know, you know, I just, you know, you, I have become that person that I never thought that, that I always said that I wouldn't be, mm. you know, always for being forgiving and letting things slide. And, um, the more that I grow though, in, in my, in my career, my education, the less I have time for it, honestly, you just, you really have to know where to set the boundary. Um, because 
you know, like they say, you know, tigers don't change their stripes. Like they're always going to have stripes. Um, this person is always going to be this way, you know. So it's just really learning how to love myself more enough to draw the line and say, hey, you know, you can't just keep engaging in that. And I mean, we have these wonderful little block buttons on our phones now. So we make it really easy <laughs> to um, just say, hey, you know, I'm not going to engage in this type of relationship and behavior anymore, you know, and you got to stick to it. That's true. Block. You ever block somebody and then unblock them? Yeah, yeah, I've done that multiple times with this set person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's how you know the relationship is toxic. Right? Just blocking and unblocking. It's like, okay, hold on. Like, what? what is it? Like, something keep calling me back, me back, me back. It's because, you, you know, you have these feelings and... I think that in human nature, you just want what you can't have, you know? So the fact that it becomes a challenge for you and a cat and mouse type of chase game, you know, you just get addicted to that, um, that, that energy that, you know, it's just, it's bringing you up. It's just like, you know, sometimes why the reason people do drugs and alcohol, you know, it just, you get that euphoric experience, but then you have to remember you're going to come down from that at some point. So, you okay. know, you want to keep engaging in that, um, that instability, you know, you have to kind of ask yourself that question and that's, you know, and go from there. I do wonder though, like how that plays into dating, because sometimes people circle the block, they go back to somebody that they were with and maybe they broke up, got back together. They have those toxic qualities. Like somebody once told me exes are exes for a reason. And so Mm. for whatever reason, it didn't work out, but you keep on going back to that person. But just like you were saying earlier, like you got this kind of baggage or maybe you have some kind of history with this person. And sometimes it gets comfortable after a while. Now, one thing that my brother said when it comes to dating, he was like, it's not about settling. It's about settling down. Mm-hmm. So maybe yes, it's like, at, yeah, so maybe it's like at some point you get to a point where it's like, okay, I have history with this person. I have been through a lot with this person. I know them really well at this point. It's like, is it okay to circle the block and settle down with this person? Or is this a toxic pattern of breaking up, blocking, unblocking? It's like, how do we recognize, like, okay, I know this person so well. We might actually be able to make something work. Like, how do you discern? Um, I don't know. I think you gotta kind of see whether or not that person is willing to make the, the small changes in their lives to... Not, I'm not going to sit there and say this to, to make you happy, but in, in turn, just to to understand that maybe their behavior was a little toxic in the past and they don't want to live their lives like that and they want to do something a little different, you know? I mean, even, like, and I'll just touch on men for just a minute. They just, you know, they don't want to do therapy. They don't want to tell people their problems. They don't want to talk about it. They hold a lot of stuff in, and I just think that we need to be more open-minded, men, women, um, just people in general, that we all need a little help sometimes, you know, and it is okay to pick up the phone and call your mom or whoever, you know, that person is for you and to just vent and just, you know, get a second opinion, you know, um, just kind of start, I don't know, fixing what is broken, Um, And all of us, because we are human and nobody is perfect. That is the most beautiful thing about being a human being is the fact that we are all so different and we are all learning to just deal with all of these different personalities and learn to love them and accept them, you know, because just again, like how we like things done a certain type of way, that person may not like it, but we got to learn to come to a common ground and just seeing somebody that's really quick to 
just jump ship or be saying, hey, like it's either my way or the highway. Um, you know, I think that is kind of where you need to ask yourself, is this going to be a relationship that I should circle back to or not? Um, because if you're willing to give an inch, they've got to be willing to give an inch, you know? That's true. I remember somebody once told me, he was like, you know, everybody has something like some kind of crazy or some kind of quirks or whatever about them. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just saying, basically, what are you willing to deal with? Like, can you put up with whatever this person is bringing into the relationship? And it's on you to discern, okay, can you really put up with this or or not, basically? Okay. So with that, I want to talk about qualities like... Somebody asked me just recently, what do you need? Like, what are your wants and needs in your connections, in your relationship? Like, what are your non-negotiables? And I really had Um, to think for a while. I was like, hmm? So. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like one of those situations where you don't really, like, realize that you have, like, a huge long checklist of things that you need in a mate (laughs) until somebody really asks you like about it and you're like oh crap like I need this 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 and this um you know I think that you have to you know when they say opposites attract I think that's BS (laughs) you know I think that you almost just need to be the same with somebody if you want this relationship to to last and go forward in life you know I mean um Nobody's like, I mean, I don't know about other people, but myself, I do not like to argue all the time. You know, it'd be nice to have somebody that has like, you know, the same political views as I do. Um, You know, maybe not the same career goals like in healthcare, but just somebody that has goals and has aspirations to do, you know, more. Somebody that's adventurous, you know. Um, You know, again, we're talking about PTO. Like, I need somebody that's not going to sit on 500 hours. I want somebody that's going to say, hey, let's go, you know, jet set somewhere or, like you say, vacation or something. Um, Just uh, there's a lot of the same qualities that I that I like in my life. I need that to be reflected into my mate or um, my friendships. Yeah, those are good things to look for, too, like making sure that somebody that you talk to, the people that you have around you are goal oriented. Political views, that can be a hot-button issue. That's something that, like, we're warned, like, not to talk about that stuff, like, when you initially meet somebody. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. But then also somebody who is adventurous, somebody who can take a trip somewhere, not somebody who's, like, never been anywhere. I think that's something that's popular. Maybe it's not as bad as it was back in the day, but, like, on the East Coast, I just remember, like, growing up in New Jersey, being around some New Yorkers, it's like they never left that area yeah they're blocks yeah <laughs> that's very it's very true i've known many people to not leave you know the the boroughs you know whether or not just the you know the bronx they'll go from the bronx to manhattan or yeah from it's just it's, it's insane to me that you're just surrounded by so much beauty um and so much to do out there and most people just don't go out there and do any of it you know like there's this, this kind of a saying like you know real new yorkers have never seen the ball drop <laughs> And it's true, you know, like, anybody that I know that in my family has never been to Manhattan to watch the ball drop for New Year's Eve, you know, so, and it's a big deal. The world watches that. Right. Yeah, it's like bucket list. I have a friend that's on her bucket list. But then I'm like, okay, it's cold, though. So it's just like. Yeah, it's cold. And there's so many people. And the trains are packed. And (laughs) that's why we don't go. Yeah, I think at some point in time we might go. I think we might try to to do it. 
Okay, so when it comes to, like, the qualities that I need, because I was one of those people, like, I neglected what I really need trying to show up for somebody else and seeing the positive in people and how can I be there to support them. So when somebody asked me, I was like, okay, well, what are your needs? What are your non-negotiables? I was just like, hmm. Well, I mean, for one, respect. That's 100%. Like, that's really Huge, important. yeah. Respect. Somebody who can have my back. That's really important. Just to feel protected, you know, like that. Yeah, sense. Safe, for sure. You know what I mean? And to be able to trust the person that yeah. I'm with. Um, honesty. That's important. Yeah. And unconditional All love. Unconditional love is a big one. I remember somebody once told me, like, they never loved anybody unconditionally. But they had a kid, though. So I was just like, come on, like... But you have a kid. They were trying to stand so strong on they never had unconditional love for anybody. They were even, like, trying to, like, question whether they had unconditional love for their kid or not. Like, they had to think about it. Like, mm. I'm like, come on, you know, getting well. And they were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, I'm a single parent. And my children have barely any contact with their father. And I, um, I wonder about that all the time, too. Like, just because you have a child doesn't mean you have that unconditional love and that desire to care for them and love them and teach them and nurture them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm in a situation to where I, my kids lack that. Dang. Well, that's real. That is another perspective of it. I mean, some people don't have like the best relationship with their, with their parents. And some parents have been like absentee parents or for whatever, for whatever the reason whether it was their upbringing and the things that they've had to overcome or endure when they had children, whether they were young, whether they were dealing with addiction or, you know, whatever the case. It's like sometimes just focusing on themselves and doing that self-care. There's a lot of parents that are still like on that self-care journey trying to figure out yeah. how to how to fulfill their own cup and they can't really be there for their children. Yeah you know, to care for them, let alone love them and give some unconditional love. There are some pretty nasty parents out there too. Just Well, I, I guess, you know, in, in a way you almost just appreciate the fact that some parents will just stay away, you know, so that they don't, mm, um, dang. Enc- yeah, encourage the, or keep repeating those cycles of, of bad behavior. So with that, like, how can we make better decisions with, when it comes to, the people that we choose to let into our lives, into our inner circles, now that you know and you can clearly articulate what you need. Someone who's goal-oriented, same political views, someone who likes to be adventurous and all that. And then with me, like the respect, having my back, unconditional love. Like, How can we make better dating decisions even, knowing our needs and non-negotiables? Um, I don't know. I think those of us that are out there in the dating pool, we know that there's a lot of pee in it. So, um, I think that, you know, once you find that sense of salt, you'll find a lot of peace and solitude. I think that, 
you know, you really need to kind of have those moments to yourself to really do some soul searching to figure out what you really want in life. And I think it's really important that as you're dating to focus on what you want and what you want to get out of a relationship with somebody Um, and not just be so quick to just jump into these long term relationships and, you know, changing your profile pictures and posting everything (laughs) about what's going on on your in your, you know, your love life, like just kind of take a step back, take your time, um, do it when you're ready, not because you're just lonely and you feel like you just can't be alone because we can. I mean, we, we're humans. We learn to adapt to any situation that we are in. And, you know, you might find a lot of peace in that, you know, your solitude. Well, that is important too. like just spending some time to be single and enjoy yourself. I know that there's some people who don't like to be left alone with their own thoughts. They don't like to be left alone, like outside of a relationship. But that's some of the times that you can really get a sense of who you are, what you need. You can think about what your non-negotiables are, your boundaries. It's important to just Mm -hmm. have that sense of peace within yourself and that strength to know what you want and what you don't want. I remember once upon a time, there was a a bishop. He said that I am not the settling kind. He was like, I know what I want so much that I'm willing to be by myself until I find exactly that. And I can relate to that. Yeah. And I think uh, that would be beneficial for a lot of us, uh, especially like just getting into relationships. Like I've been a serial dater before like okay like like, okay I like this person's vibe they're fun or they're fun like I find a quality that I like about that person it's like they want to be in a relationship I'm like okay sure but I'm it makes me think of I watch Bridgerton you and I talked about this before it's like in Bridgerton they're all about like finding the right partner like finding the right like suitor and making sure you're like vetting out who you end up with, making sure the conversation is right, making sure their money is right, like their family, like thinking about, like they consider all of those things before they even entertain somebody with a dance or a conversation, uh, let alone like be courting and being in a relationship with them. So it just makes me feel like, Dick, I wish I was taught a little bit more about finding the right connection, vetting out potential suitors if you will so I gotta ask you like what like what do you wish you were taught like about dating and like finding the right person oh um I don't know I think that just I think we come from a time to you know so much has changed in the last like 30 years like when it comes to you know marriage and relationships and so forth I mean even just you know, women in the workforce, (laughs) all of that, I think that, you know, just having a better idea of what a relationship should look like, you know, through maybe my parents or, you know, through my friends' parents, like most of my friends' parents were single parents or single dads, single moms, you know, I I, I was raised by a single mother um, who, you know, was in, you know, different relationships. And um, it's unfortunate that I think because as a single parent, you almost are, pushed towards being in a relationship because the world tells you that you need to have help, you know, to raise your kids and they need these types of figures in their lives. And so I just think that having a a good, healthy foundation to start from um, is somewhere where I definitely would have wished I I would have had that, um, that background and seeing that growing up, you know, um, versus seeing people in toxic relationships, you know, um, 
just, yeah, uh, I don't know, I'm focusing on their faith, their financial, their career goals, their education. You know, these are all such important things to have and or qualities to have in the person that you choose to be with or choose to be around your children. Um, I think that a healthy relationship starts from a lot of those things. Yeah, that's important. I was even talking to a younger lady recently and telling her, don't date nobody broke. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm making sure that she knows. It's like, look, I know that you have a good heart and I know that you like this person. They're attractive. You know, they do nice things for you. But if they broke, there's other things that come along with that. Like this person doesn't work. Like this person is asking you for money pretty early on um, after meeting them. And then all of a sudden it's like now you're in a scam. Now you're in your scam. You're dating a scammer. You know, this is somebody who's like trying to woo you. And whatnot. And then, I mean, that might not be the case with everybody. You know, some some people, I mean, I guess you got to make sure they have integrity, too. Because some people are trying to get it out the mud, but they, they're hustlers. And hustlers in a good way. Like, they've got good work ethic and they're working towards something. Maybe they're, maybe they're building a business or they're, they're loyal to the company that they're with and they're growing with it. You know, whatever the case may be, but maybe they just don't got it like that right now. But they, mm-hmm. but they very much have a lot of integrity and they have goals and they see the bigger picture of something that they're after and they just need to stick to it. So with that comes discipline. So it's important to look for those things too. But if it's somebody who broke with no discipline, they're irresponsible, you know, they getting locked up, they're getting um, their license oh, taken away. Like just the most, the, mm-hmm. the, the craziest things are happening just because this person shows that they're irresponsible on top of being broke and they ain't work and they ain't got no discipline. You know, these, I'm like, look, you need to stay away from this person. Yeah. And I think that's kind of just, you know, like a job application, you know, it's just like a case by case basis, you know, whether or not, you know, you're going to go outside of your boundaries and say, yeah. Um, I can deal with the financial constraint that you're in right now because I do know that maybe in a year from now your business might take off or you'll finish your degree or whatever it may be in your financial situation is, you know, you're planning on changing that situation. Or, um, But then again, too, like, where did you meet this person? <laughs> they come across to you, like, app. you know, to say... Did they send you all kinds of pictures of them, you know, jet setting and make it look like they had all of this together and then you meet them and then a week later they're asking you for something, you know, you kind of have to just, you know, kind of look at all of those situations and say, hey, you know, was there deceit behind this or did they straight up tell me like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a resident, you know, um, I'm not making any money as a doctor yet, but 10 years from now or five years from now or two years from now, you know, it's. I'll be making six figures a year. You know, my goals are to take care of my wife or and my children. And, you know, um, I think it's, it's just a kind of a case-by-case basis, honestly. Yeah. And then one thing that um, Pastor Hosea Collins, he would always say is like, patience is the weapon that forces deception to reveal itself. So if you're patient enough, you'll be able to see who you're dealing with. So somebody might be like jet sitting. They're showing you pictures of they're doing the most. They're living their best life. And then all of a sudden you feel like the rug has been pulled from under you. This person is really not living that life at all. If you're just patient enough, you'll, you'll start to see who you're dealing with and what kind of lifestyle this person really has. Uh, or Yeah, so I think it's just important to just take your time. 
Yeah, I agree. Yep, don't just jump right into everything that you see. Maybe, you know, gold and glitter on the outside. A lot of time it's rotten fruit. Mm. <laughs> Mm -mm. Okay, so 2024, no more rotten fruit, okay? We're all about the self-care. We're all about just making sure that we know what our needs are and we're looking for those in our connections. And we're drinking more water and getting more sleep. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. get your exercise, get your sleep, drink more water, and don't put up with this, uh, the no BS era. No BS era. I'm here for it. All right, Christine B, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And shout out to all the listeners on SoundCloud. You know we on Apple Podcasts and all of that where you find your podcast. And of course, shout out to the listeners at the God Collection. Dot com. No, you can always donate. Throw us a little bit of change by tapping on that. Support the pod little button if you're on the godcollection.com. Now, make sure that you come back because you know that we're going to be back for another one and another one oh, and another one. And we out. All right. Bye.